0: Oh, what do we have here? A little Christmas gift for our listeners? We
1: just thought as a big old thank you. If you're on our Patreon, you got this episode a few days earlier, but we just wanted to drop a little Christmas cheer in your stocking and give you a little present. Patreon.com slash Hello in Your 30s is the best Patreon uh, website in the entire world. That is right. If you like bonus content, you get things like this on there. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. One thing you might realize. Yeah you will not find any self-imposed ads on this. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling it ad free because we don't give an ad break. Okay. Anyways, uh, so anyway, anyways,
0: we're uh, unwrapping our, uh, a, an, an exclusive episode that is locked behind our little paywall. Um, so you can get a little Christmas cheer in your life. You can see what we do on Patreon. And, uh, if you got a couple of dollars and you want to sign up, uh, it really helps us majorly. Patreon.com slash hell in your thirties happy holidays we love you
1: you are the magic we are the elves
0: okay that's uh, is that true
1: we're making the shoes (laughs) all you have to do is lay out the leather baby (laughs) you'll know what i'm talking about pretty soon
0: (laughs) okay guys so here's our here's a little patreon exclusive uh christmas episode for the whole world to enjoy Jingle bells, jingle bells. Hi,
1: I'm Nick. Oh, duck balls with Christmas parties. I'm Muriel. And this is your Helen,
0: in Your 30s Patreon YouTube. exclusive.
1: We're going to tell
0: you Christmas stories. Do da do da Let's <laughs> try to think about Christmas. That's, That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Let's just start the All episode. Right. Ho, 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 Patreon family. It's the holiday season. We are so
1: happy to have you. Here. What's that? <laughs> it's, it's, I, think was, I was trying to be Santa Claus. Yeah, okay. We are so happy to have you here with us <laughs> on our hearthside chat fire something something. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, okay, well, we hope that you guys are doing good. Uh, happy Hanukkah. We were in the room, I don't know, watching Umbrella Academy or something. I can't remember what we were watching. But we hear there's always like as a lot of you listeners will are familiar with because we record in our living room, they'll be honking outside and yes. yelling. We don't yes. know what's going on. We don't know what's going and on. But we, we heard always some-
1: <laughs> look because we're nosy. <laughs> well we were
0: like just chilling. We heard all this noise. And we were like And Muriel's like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. They're probably just fighting. Like, I didn't want to get up and look. And then Muriel pressed pause and then went outside and looked. And it was just the most cracking off Hanukkah parade.
1: I forgot. It happens every year, it's tiny. It was like maybe 10 cars. Long? Limo. Well, maybe a l- long. I l- think it was
0: longer. I wouldn't call it tiny. There were hello limos. I'm s- it's
1: not a giant parade. That
0: is it's right. I mean, it nobody
1: is, that knows it's even coming. It's just- down
0: a very small residential street. Yeah, also, so
1: it's families who have rented stretch Hummers, yeah, and limousines, yeah, and everybody is playing. uh like really loud Hanukkah music, like through yeah. the speakers, and then also there's one that I just think is funny is they tell they tell the story of Hanukkah, yeah. in this like cr- like there's a recording that's like one candle for every. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs>
2: Like really so like
0: loud. every third stretch hummer is one huge pickup truck that just has big speakers blaring that right in between like the very techno ish sort of like discotheca celebration music well and we out live of the in, in our
1: neighborhood there's a lot of like orthodox communities yeah and so like on a saturday last night you know you're walking around big families and everyone's dressed like with like you know the like traditional like fur hats yeah. or like these kind of like in black and like yeah, everyone, right. it's like a very traditional sort of like deal, and nobody's using any electronics and it's yeah, like right. whatever. So, like, that part was also made it super fun that <laughs> yeah. all these students in these crazy like these like traditional hats and everything, yeah, right. when these stretch hummers playing like techno style like Hanukkah music. Well, and
0: then so we go to our window and they're all just like hanging out the windows and waving at us, like, Hi!
1: Happy Hanukkah!
0: It was just so fun.
1: Well, it was great. We just sat in the window and screamed Happy Hanukkah, and <laughs> yeah. everybody honked and waved. It yeah. was like, and we were the only people doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, right. the whole block was quiet. Yeah, so
0: right. it was just really we, cool. We got, it was like our private parade almost. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> and everybody said hi to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was so awesome. God. I got hyped off of that for like a day. That I was so fun. I have
0: not been feeling very homesick, but then this holiday season, I really got homesick, and last I year know, was I so know. fun because I got to do Hanukkah with Dylan and I got to do Kwanzaa with Kula. And it was just like, I just miss now I'm just like missing all of our Seattle like obviously our family families but then like our really close friends and you know it's just like we, I
1: mean I I'm, went to a Christmas church service for the first time with your family oh
0: yeah year. that was last year yeah. too I, we last were, Christmas was, was great really that was fun. a really good we, trip like
1: we had like big dinners with both of our families yeah. we went to church we had like a sleepover yeah, yeah. I talked a lot of trash playing Mario Kart I can't <laughs> yeah. play Mario Kart Do you remember that that was pretty great
0: yeah Muriel went on the full terror mode, and well, t- it
1: was this interesting thing where like we were all sitting around, yeah. and, and the tradition is to play Mario Kart, and I don't know, I don't have any video game experience, yeah, and so we, I kind of was just like, like that said, okay, well, I'm just gonna narrate what's happening, <laughs> yeah, and I think we did that for like two hours well I but I was talking so much shit that Joey left and Mario left and then eventually got... I left too we, told, we
0: already told this story but you know but also that's part of being married is just telling the same stories over and over again and forgetting them and remembering them and you guys are now a part of our marriage so if, you've, if we repeat ourselves in these stories then just like Man, welcome to married life
1: uh, yeah. I can repeat myself <laughs> to apologize I'm
0: me. not apologizing but I just did want to say that you were talking such good trash I know. that you literally put like I was exhausted like I was like <laughs> literally I left and I was like I have to go to sleep and I will be honest it wasn't because you talked shit but it was because I was tired but the reason I became exhausted and tired <laughs> is because how much trash you were talking and then the other thing that was great is clearly my sisters were like so like in love with you for doing it they
1: just thought it was very funny <laughs> which, which it, it was, was. <laughs> It was very funny. I was just saying things like, "Oh, back in the grass again. Don't know where you're going. And there we go. Mario in last place. <laughs> Damn, hell of a bad at this game. Uh, but
0: then even when you started really talking trash to Liz and Soph, they just loved it also. It was like the girls loved it, and the boys were like, I, this is, I can't even function under these circumstances. Well, I, I, I know. You
2: guys
0: about. it. Because you were not being nice to Liz and Sophie. I wasn't
1: being nice to anyone. It's Christmas, <laughs> Nick. You're it's time spo- to fight. I've been nice all day. I went to church. Yeah. I was good in church the whole time.
0: Oh my God! Remember those people in front of us, like the hipsters that were just like giggling to, and talking. Yeah, and, and being snotty and like, it's like that's not what you do. You show up to church. You you go through the the things. You're respectful. You pay homage to the tradition. You you are a part of it, and then. You leave, and that's when you start being a snotty asshole about the I situation. I wasn't even being
1: snotty. I was just saying it's, it's. I wasn't being a snotty no, asshole. I, know, I, know. I was just saying things. I was well. I was just making observations. Like we were getting out of the car, and I said, "It's funny because probably half these people are drunk." And then this couple walked by, and they looked at me, and I was like, "That's not snotty talk. I'm just saying what is." Oh, I'm just saying what's on my mind.
0: Yeah. No, you're just you're just reporting the news, you know? I appreciate you, Muriel. Everyone loves Everybody you. Nobody
1: shocked me. I didn't <laughs> know it was going to be four hours long. <laughs> uh, no one did. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was really fun.
0: Anyways, I'm super homesick this year. I know it. Yeah. And
1: we were taking a walk. And this is how this was kind of born, is we were taking a walk, and Nick was like, I don't know. I'm just, like, really sad about this. And I was like, well, we weren't going to have a Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, well, do you want a Christmas? And you're like, I don't know what I want. (laughs) We have this joke in our family (laughs) where (laughs) Nick (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like laughing thinking about it. Like what? if I go, hey baby, what do you want for your birthday? You always say, I don't know or nothing. Yeah. But this year you kept saying that about Christmas until we got to the point where there was no way to like do presents. Yeah. <laughs> you're know, like, I don't know. Let's just table it. I really want to do something. I'm not saying no, but I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. One year for your birthday, when for Nick's birthday, he goes, I go, just tell me what you want. I'll do anything you want. I'll put it together but you have to talk to me like what do you want to do for your birthday yeah. and then it goes listen all i want to do is teleport to a waterfall
0: because <laughs> i wanted to go to a waterfall but i didn't want to drive to malibu
1: i know i know i know i know what you meant by that but if you have somebody who's like what do you want just tell me and i'll make it happen no more bullshit. No humming and hawing. Just be like, I want to have dinner at home. I want to go out. Yeah. They were like, Got it. Okay, fine. I think all I really want to do is teleport to a waterfall. <laughs> I was just like, Your fucking birthday's canceled.
0: Yeah, you I was definitely, little- I was definitely having a teleport <laughs> to the waterfall moment with Christmas this I know, year. I know.
1: But then we figured out, like, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to it. We're gonna get some pine scented candles. We're going to put up our Christmas lights. Yeah. We're going to like, we're not really getting a traditional tree or anything yeah. like that, but we're going to take everything out of the stupid boxes, make the house like warm and glowy glow box. that smells like pine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right, we're going to go get, we're going to go to a, um, a, uh, Christmas tree lot and just sweep up all the pines that have fallen onto <laughs> the, the ground. Be like, you're not using any of these, right? They're we're like, just, you can buy branches. No, no, no. But all this is just garbage free one? garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to be like chasing cars down the street as they drive away with full Christmas trees as the pines like fly off in there, just sweeping it up. <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. That's basically what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to get some of candles. Maybe some branches, maybe a tiny broken Christmas tree if they give it to us for right half off. I know. And then uh, we're doing stockings, which is always my favorite part of Christmas.
0: And it's that's gonna be really romantic because you and I have never just done stockings for each other. Yeah. So I'm really I think that's a really cool idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna pick lots. Muriel's big thing with stockings though, is she was like, I don't want nice little gifts. I just want little tiny snacks that we then will eat on Christmas Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love honestly stockings are my favorite thing yeah and i love stockings that have little tiny gifts in them yeah. like that's my jam yeah like i like both kind of styles but you know we're doing hobo style christmas so you know if i can't have like some fancy soaps and shit like that yeah, or
0: like a bracelet right or, something. or like
1: something like that it's like we have a we have a very distinct uh spending limit on these <laughs> yeah
0: right
1: then i want snacks don't give me some like thing no
0: i'm gonna buy you a bag of m&ms and open it up and re- individually wrap each m&m <laughs> you're gonna have a f- stock you're gonna have so many little snacks i want
1: little snacks i want little chips i want little crunchies <laughs> i want little candies and then i want to lie around like a like a just a walrus on christmas day like yeah. with my head propped up on a pillow watching the godfather and eating snacks out of a sock that's what i want <laughs>
0: well i want to teleport to a waterfall muriel (laughs) but we don't always get what we want do we
2: i don't know i'm
1: super excited plus we're spoiled as hell so our parents sent us hello christmas presents yeah i know we were like no christmases and then we keep getting these packages i'm just like yes (laughs) you know
0: so we're actually going to have stuff to open from our parents it feels good to be um what's the christmas gift version of, a, of a, a trust fund kid we're like we're just christmas babies both of our mothers in particular love christmas
1: Ooh, tell them what you got in your stocking last year from your dad <laughs> oh, i think we told this story but last year what happened no we yeah it's, last I'm year. Just, saying, just a reminder the boys the dad did dad did the boys' stockings mom did the girl stockings i got like a banging ass stocking i got yeah. like such a good stocking. What did you get in your stocking?
0: I got strawberry flavored chapstick, which was clearly just my dad had bought like a three pack of chapstick and then he just gave each of the boys one chapstick out of this thing. I got like a I don't I don't even you like got a battery. A, you
1: got a battery. You got a. You got a can of sardines. <laughs> yeah, but not like good fancy. One. <laughs> no, just like regular. Like just a regular can of sardines. There was some weird shit in there where I was like, "Do we have any like curry paste?" And you were like, "Oh, I think there's a tiny jar of it from my stuff." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used some of the stuff. It was know. just
0: the weirdest. My dad just gave us like five or six of the strangest, most. Like the things you get at the checkout line at the grocery Literally store. That.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this year we're doing a hybrid of the two. We're gonna go somewhere that has good snacks. Yeah. And I cannot wait to imbibe on my snacks. My mom used to do my stockings all the time. My mom, my mom makes amazing stockings. She yeah. always has. Yeah. Um, but one thing that she always includes that and I has baffled me since a small child. Yeah. It's always uh clementines and walnuts it's like yeah. it's like some, well i
0: think that's like super traditional english
1: yeah it is and i don't want those things <laughs> yeah. i'm just like i'm allergic wal- to
0: walnuts and i eat clementines when i'm trying to watch how many calories i snack <laughs> on during the day
1: i just always think it was it's just funny because it's like that it was such a treat yeah like in like 1800 <laughs> yeah, but if you right. put that next to like a chocolate bar, yeah, <laughs> you're just right. like what?
0: Or strawberry flavored chapstick?
1: Right. Then you use the clove to throw at your brother's <laughs> head. <laughs> That's just the way no,
0: it I what I remember is my mom. We used to get have that too in our stocking, like a little satsuma or whatever. And then we'd eat them, and then you put the peels on top of the fireplace, and it kind of like makes the house smell like orange. Oh
1: my, that, that is so little- much less heathenistic than what I used to do is use them as weapons. <laughs>
0: What'd you call it? Hedonistic? Yeah. Or
1: heathenist He oh
0: heathenistic, yeah. yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Well, we were we were just classy family, just chilling, you know.
1: Did your mom ever make you eat pickled herring? No. Okay. Well, that's a New Year's thing. But my mom that was one tradition that my mom God bless her. Oh my God. She's just the sweetest, like traditional lady with yeah. the most insane children. Like it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Just like this, we act so bad. She's all like pickled time. herring.
0: Rec- uh, you, you know, represents good luck in the New Year. Just like stabbing your brother with a toothpick. I
1: mean, I was just like my mom. Had, like so many times with the best, like sweetest attitude. Went to the store and bought a jar of pickled herring. It was like, we're going to celebrate the new year with traditional foods that bring good luck. And it was like pot of black eyed peas and pickled herring. And I'm like 10. And I'm like, I will not eat that. You leave me alone. She's like, oh, it's delicious. Just the amount of times I've had that conversation. Oh, it's so good. Just give it a
0: try. (laughs) You're just like, I want to watch The Simpsons and beat up Johnny. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh the pickled herring <laughs> no thanks all right so moving okay on. okay
0: great <laughs> just a suave little 10-minute intro okay <laughs> um we do have some christmas shenanigans that we want to get up to today and we're just trying to take our mind off of the ways of the world and kind of just go into some traditional christmas folklore is that what we're doing
1: we're just having a Christmas day. Yeah. Listen, this is for you. Okay. This is for you. You're driving. It's raining. It's snowing. You got to go somewhere. You're going to pop us on the radio. You're going to listen, right? It, it, this is for you on your Christmas journey. Yeah. Over the windows and through the woods, something, something, <laughs> to grandma's house we go. Yes, yeah, this is to. your narration for that. Yes. So we're going to tell some traditional stories. We're going to, Nick is going to try to read a Christmas poem in an English accent. (laughs) We're going to talk about some weird things about Christmas that might be like scary, but also maybe funny, hopefully, (laughs) you know, like we're just talking about Christmas because it's Christmas time.
0: Okay, so we're gonna get started. Muriel's gonna read a traditional Christmas story.
1: Okay, and I have not read this, so I, really and have I haven't
0: either. So I'm very excited to hear it. This is a short story. So this is by the Brothers Grimm. Okay, now the Brothers Grimm are known for writing really, really drastic stories. But on occasion, they also have written some really sweet, pleasant stories, right? A lot of them end with like, and then the children's faces got eaten by all the bees after they rotted for 20 years because they lied to their mother or whatever, right? (laughs) So they actually have only written three Christmas stories, apparently. And this
1: is one of them. Okay, Okay, so I'm going to read this one out loud. We're just going to lull you as you drive carefully through the snow to grandma's house unless
0: it ends up being a really drastic one then i'm probably going to react violently so we shall see how
1: it goes So i'm going to read this um like my mom used to read me stories when i was a little kid okay okay right. so there's gonna be a lot of enunciation <laughs> okay good this is called the elms and the shoemaker there once was a shoemaker who from no fault of his own had become so poor that at last he had nothing left but just sufficient leather for one pair of shoes. In the evening he cut out the leather, intending to make it up in the morning. And as he had a good conscience, he lay quietly down to sleep, first commending himself to God. In the
2: <laughs> so, uh, okay, great.
1: I guess maybe that means something differently than Commending I think. himself to God. Maybe that means praying. Okay. I thought it meant recommending himself to (laughs) God because he had a good conscience. He's like, I've been very good today, today, God, just so you know. Ah, Okay. In the morning, he said his prayers and went down to begin his usual work. But behold, the shoes were already made and stood upon his board. The poor man was amazed and knew not what to think, but he took the shoes into his hand to look at them more closely, and they were so neatly worked that not a stitch was wrong, just as they had been made for a prize. "'Surely,' said he, in a tone of wonder, "'it must have been a master craftsman who had made these. "'I do not know a shoemaker in the world "'who could have made them so beautifully.' Presently a customer came in and as the shoes pleased him very much he paid down more than what was usual and so much indeed that the shoemaker was able to buy with it leather for two pairs by the evening he had got his leather shaped out and when by the evening he had got his leather shaped out and when he arose the next morning he prepared to work with fresh spirit but there was no need where the shoes stood all perfect on his board. Wow. The picture that accompanies this is yeah. horrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a really... It's uh, like, this is a nice story.
0: Just like skeleton little poor old shoemaker.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> real that, crazy. Okay. Instead
0: of food, he just has prayer. <laughs> He's <Okay>. just like
1: <laughs> trying to get the ring. Okay. He did not want uh, either for customers... <clears throat> let's try this again what kind of phrasing is this this is impossible <laughs> he did not want either for customers for two came who paid him so liberally for the shoes that he bought with the money material for four pairs more There also these also which he cut out during the evening he found already made when he awoke and so it continued what he cut out overnight was in the morning turned into the neatest shoes possible this went on for months. More and more people came to the shop to buy the shoes, which his unknown friends made so well. And those who bought were so pleased with their purchase that they told everyone else.
0: Okay, hold on, time out real quick, Muriel. What? I feel like this is gonna turn for, so bad for this guy.
1: He's like, the you next think day he woke up and his skin was gone. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> they
2: were funny, and that's man. what you get for <laughs> wishing. <laughs>
0: Okay, what do you think? You think this is going to end happy or not?
1: You know what's weird? What? My mom has read this story to me. Oh, so you remember? But I don't remember how it ends. Okay, great. But I'm reading this and I'm like, if I could say like my sweet, like English German mother, my wonderful Mayflower lady, (laughs) just like straight out of Iowa, like salt of the earth woman, when she, when I say she gave, made me pickled herring, and gave yeah, me right. oranges in my stocking. Like these are the stories that I grew up yeah, hearing. Yeah, right. It's a traditional, you know, yeah, German right. folklore. So this is just really funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um,
0: so but do you think it's going to go well? It's going to be a sweet ending, or it's going to go bad for badly? I for can't them? remember. Okay, just, but what do you think so far after hearing it this much? It's going too no well. There's no way
1: that it's going to. How could it end better?
0: Right. So it's going to get. Okay, great. Yeah. That's what I think, okay. but I don't know.
1: Okay. okay. One evening, not long before Christmas, as he had cut out the usual quantity, he said to his wife before going to bed, what say you to stopping up this night to see who it is that helps us so kindly? Mm, that seems like that's a bad translation. <laughs> I think that's staying up, but yeah. whatever. His wife was satisfied to do as he wished and fat, fastened up a light. And then they hid themselves in a corner of the room, where hung some clothes which concealed them. And as soon as it was midnight, in came two little mannequins, who squatted down on the board. And, taking up the prepared work, set to, with their little fingers, stitching and sewing and hammering so swiftly and lightly, that the shoemaker could not take his eyes off them for astonishment. He had never seen work done so quickly before. They did not cease until all was brought to an end, and the shoes stood ready on the table. And then they sprang quickly away. The following morning, the wife said to the shoemaker, The kind little men have made us rich, and we must show our gratitude for them. For although they run about, they must be cold, and since they have nothing to cover their bodies in this winter weather, I will make a little shirt, coat, waistcoat, trousers, and stockings for each. And do you make a pair of shoes of the very nicest for each? The husband very gladly agreed to do this, and one evening, when they had got everything ready, he and his wife laid their presents, instead of the usual work, on the board, and hid themselves to see the result. At midnight, in came the elves, jumping about, and soon prepared to begin their work, but when they saw no leather, only natty little clothes, they at first were astonished, but soon showed their pleasure and glee. <laughs> they drew on their coats and smoothing them down, saying, smart and natty boys are we. Cob- <laughs> Cobblers will no longer be. That's the end of the story. Oh, no, wait, okay. And so they went on hopping and jumping over the stools and chairs and at last out the door. After that evening, they did not come again. <laughs> but the shoemaker prospered and all he undertook and lived happily to the end of his day.
0: <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't reward your workers.
1: I mean, it says he's prosperous afterwards, but I mean, like, what else could that mean? Right. I mean... Well, also, why did they disappear after they got coats? That makes... <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> off to the whole house! <laughs> like, where are they going?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like the Brothers Grimm really phoned it in on that one.
1: <laughs> There's got to be some sort of, like, cultural thing where that... But I totally, totally... My mom read me that story.
2: Yeah. Uh, That's
1: funny. <laughs> I don't all even right. know if it's Christmas. It's not even a Christmas time story. I know.
0: It just was like, at around Christmas time.
1: The end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, that's like as Christmassy as the Brothers Grimm ever got well, with their tales. They
1: were just like, all right, fine. You want us to write you a nice Christmas story? Bah, nah, bah, nah, nah. Here you go. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, here's some Christmas. Okay, now I'm going to share with you. I did some research and found some pretty savage Christmas traditions from around the world that are like old school. Because I guess it's all like pagan. It was like all pagan shit that then I guess the Christians like glommed Jesus's birth onto to create cre- eventually create... Cr- what is modern day Christmas right, or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. obviously a big part of Christmas is this like Santa Claus. And if you're on the the nice list or the naughty list, right, you either get presents or you get like a tube of strawberry flavored chapstick in your thing or whatever. <laughs> so, <Joe? laughs> so the main kind of reoccurring theme from all these traditions is definitely not that Santa Claus rewards kids that are well behaved It's that different demons will straight up punish people (laughs) for being bad. So there's a Celtic goddess (laughs) named
1: Perchta. Nice. Hit me.
0: And she would sort of hook up. Like if kids were good, she might give them like a silver coin. Oh, that's solid. Yeah, definitely. And she would either hide it in like their shoe or a pail because I'm assuming like they didn't have like nice, they couldn't like... Put it in a under their pillow or something. They're like, you have your work pail and you have your shoes. Right. Okay, so those are the two places that we know kids will find them or whatever. Right? But if they were bad, she would straight up slit their bellies open, remove all their guts, and then stuff them full of straw and pebbles. What? <laughs> it wasn't a lump of coal. It was I will I will gut you. And then fill you with rocks and straw.
1: That's wild. What, and you what would, does that accomplish?
0: It's just a straight up punishment Doesn't for doing seem- things that aren't even that bad.
1: Okay, like what?
0: If you didn't eat your Christmas feast, which at the time was fish and gruel. <laughs> so it'd be like, so these like <laughs> pe- Celtic peasants back in the day. Would like work all year to be able to have a Christmas feast for their family of fish and gruel, and I think kids were like, "This is gross. I don't want to eat it." <laughs> and then the parents were like, well, "Then Perchta is going to slit open your stomach and stuff you full.
1: And Then you'll be full, you little asshole." <laughs> yeah, right. And oh, then I think uh, it's Celtic, isn't it? is not it? Am Celtic? I
0: saying Celtic? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking the Balton Celtics.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I no, it probably
0: wrong. is Celtic. I think you're probably right. I don't know. But for some reason, it's the Boston Celtics.
1: Yeah, keep saying it the way your heart's (laughs) telling
0: to Then the other reason she would really do that, apparently it was like kind of focused on the girls because I think that, I don't know, probably because the boys had like outdoor work and they would just get like beaten or whatever if they didn't like till... till the field or whatever. But if the girls didn't um spun all their flax or wool that year, whatever that means.
1: What Oh, like like a, like into cloth.
0: Yeah, right. Like if they didn't finish all their like cloth making duties.
1: Then they Perchta would get
0: would they would, gut them. They
1: would get murdered, Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like what, how much you would dread Christmas to be like in November being like, there's no way I'm going to get all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> Murdered brutally.
1: I mean, it's like <laughs> kids definitely like I get stressed as a kid over crazy shit. You know, like you just, like like I used to just think like, I don't know. I used to think all kinds of crazy stuff, like just somebody would kidnap me or like, you know, just you hear one thing and then your mind is like, that's the way the world works. Every
0: time that we went on a vacation, when we were approaching home, like coming, like driving the couple of blocks back to our home, I was like, we've been robbed. The house has been burned down. (laughs) And for like the last like five minutes of every vacation, I would just be in the car just. So and I never told anyone I never said anything I just kept it to myself and I was just like my stomach was just like getting these knots
1: Meanwhile, <laughs> well, your dad's just like silently farting and <laughs> rolling down the window that's
0: true that was a, every time we went on a vacation in the car we we'd would just be sitting there and just like whatever and then the window would go down and then it would just be like beat beat and then he would smile and be like
2: oh oh dad
0: i have never heard my dad fart i literally think he's only done silent but violence <laughs> literally never heard him fart only sp- he told the story speaking at church of one time he thought he was alone in church. <laughs> so he r- ripped one of his silent but deadlies and it was just like he was just even he thought it smelled bad and he looked up and i can't remember which but one of our cute old church ladies was just literally standing right there
2: oh no (laughs) uh
0: the person who used to fart me out the most shout out alex Moffat, our (laughs) friend on snl who's now uh he's just taken over for jim carrey playing uh joe biden on snl which is obviously going to be humongous for him going forward that fool Used to rip the nastiest silent farts, and he was he was like bold with it. Like, well, he no, he
1: would do it if we were. <laughs> he would do it right before we go on stage. <laughs> so we were gonna go play a show. We'd do an improv show together. Yeah. And like one, the place that he did it the most notoriously was we had there was like a little <laughs> you like go through the door yeah. and there's this tiny like four foot by four foot space where there would be like seven of us yeah, yeah. that was enclosed by curtains from floor to ceiling. So like <laughs> hot boxing, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like there's no, air. like you're just in this like cloth chamber and he would rip a fart as they were intro. Yeah. Us. Right. So you'd have to sit there and not say <laughs> anything.
0: I can't remember. Oh, it was like Rafa's lounge or something that spot up on sunset that we used to do like weird shows at. It was really actually a pretty cool space. But I just remember him and Caroline were like workshopping that uh, Bill Clinton musical. Yeah. And I was like kind of helping him sort of like set up or pick up or something afterwards. And he, this fool, again, it was just like this tiny enclosed space. Anyway, silent farts smell gross. Okay. I uh, guess we're moving Yeah.
1: On. <laughs> well, I feel like you are also the king of silent farts. Hear the words.
0: I am not the king. My dad is the you king. You are. The I rip. Prince. I. You can hear them loud
1: no, most of the time. You cannot. How many? How often do I go? Did you just? Did you just rip a fart? Because it's not because I hear anything. I have to ask because I don't hear. Anything.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe that's. True. Yeah. Okay, it's back to scary <laughs> Christmas <laughs> traditions. Do you know the real story of the Nutcracker? No. So the, the short version is is like. This family has this like big ass nutcracker that
1: it comes alive at night, right? So
0: what happens is I think it's because the girl, like the daughter of the family is like kind of horny for it. So like (laughs) it seems like it's not just like like she's it's not it's not a doll. Right. She's like kind of in love with this nutcracker. So her brother breaks it. He tries to crack like this big nut and it breaks. So to kind of like patch it up, she like uses some of her dress or something to like tie its jaw back together. And then in the middle of the night, she's like so horny for this nutcracker. Stop saying
1: horny. (laughs) (laughs) She's in love. Okay, so she goes
0: down to like check on it. And then it's unclear if she shrinks to its size or he shrinks to her or he grows. But he comes alive, right? And then all of these rats. Because you know how in the ballet there's like some rats running around? I've
1: never seen the ballet. I I haven't either. I was just
0: like slightly aware of some of the imagery.
1: I just know Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy.
0: So they get straight up attacked by an army of rats led by a seven-headed rat. And they're gonna die, what? but then all the tin soldiers come alive. So it's like a, it's like it's like a nightmare version of Toy Story.
1: That's crazy.
0: And then so there's like this big, it's like a big, bloody battle, basically.
1: Where where are the Sugar Plum Fairies?
0: I don't think that exists.
1: That's in, in the Nutcracker.
0: I know in the ballet. People just know the ballet, but the original story, <laughs> I'm re- I just read this like bullet point thing and no one is mentioning shit about sugar sugar plum fairies it's just seven headed rats and soldiers straight up killing each other that's crazy um so then anyways she professes um her love for the nutcracker and then she then turns into a doll so he it's like (gasps) opposite of pinocchio
1: or opposite of beauty and the beast
0: right wait what <laughs>
1: like imagine if like she turns the guy into like the beast into a human oh if she just then she also turns, turns into, into a beast it's <laughs> like damn it
0: <laughs> that'd be so tight like oh really oh you really think true love, love saves it yeah, you, yeah. you really, really want to yeah great here's nine warts and a hairy back um, all right, so in southern Europe, they have hella Christmas goblins. What? Yeah, and they're called um colos or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the Greek. You know how Greek shit, it's it's like K A R A N K O N C O L L O S. It's like some long ass Greek word, right? Okay, okay so basically Kind of in, um, so especially for like the first 10 days of Christmas, it's supposed to just be like the dreadful cold and supposed to be like really, really cold. And generally speaking, in most of Southern Europe, they're just kind of like pranksters. So they're like causing mischief and being bad. There's like this gang of goblins. But in Turkey what they come out and they'll start asking people like seemingly normal questions like oh how do you get to the that's club ridiculous
1: That don't talk to the goblins why would you talk to them <laughs> well, be- well well he's asking me normal questions <laughs> <laughs> so
0: anyways they'll ask him normal questions but it, the the correct answer to any of their question is kara which means black so that's no matter what they ask that's the only correct answer even if they say something like um you know like oh do you have the time or something you're just supposed to say black to them and if you answer incorrectly they will straight up kill you they'll just kill you there's like 10 of them and they'll like jump you and murder you in like a gang beating apparently of goblins
1: that's insane in
0: like the back alleys of turkey so then the other thing that they do is they uh can imitate the voices of your loved ones <laughs> and they'll call you outside and be like follow me follow me i need you or whatever until you freeze to death in <gasps> <laughs> the freezing cold
1: this is a christmas thing
0: yes that's what I'm saying. All these old school things of like, you better be good, or you better, be, you know, you better like. But those guys are a just li-
1: killing adult humans.
0: Th- that is true. There is nothing saying that they're going after <laughs> children or children. people who
1: are good or bad.
0: Yeah, right. And then like the and parts, they're just in parts of the southern Europe, they're just annoying. And I guess the like demand that you give them a piggyback ride. It's <laughs> like, fine, I'll give you a piggyback ride. <laughs> um so there's also uh romanian werewolves right hit me okay so they're <laughs> called <laughs> pre, pre
1: the best part of this is you reading words
0: anyways they're not that different from normal Wait christmas say one
1: more time please just for me
0: pico <laughs> But the main difference with these ones is um, they become werewolves not from getting bitten by other werewolves, mm-hmm. but they're reincarnated humans that committed murder.
1: That's interesting because it makes me feel like mm-hmm. if you murder someone, you are rewarded by being reincarnated as a more intense killing machine. Exactly,
0: and then <laughs> and then if they when that and then when that kills again no no sorry then when it dies so let's say you start killing people and then it and then you get killed because someone fights you off and kills you you are then reincarnated into a vampire what yes and you live
2: forever
0: (laughs) and you live forever (laughs) (laughs) and the only real thing is is that apparently they're just like are really active during christmas time
1: Oh man. That's <laughs> <laughs> some wild shit. <laughs> okay, so in Iceland, okay. there's these
0: Christmas lads. Christmas all right,
1: lads, okay.
0: Which are supposed to be the sons of mountain trolls. Okay. okay. And they terrorize children during okay. the Yule season okay. if they've misbehaved. Okay, okay. okay. great. <laughs> but they also have like different ones, sort of like the what are the different elves in um uh, the dwarf, seven the dwarves. Seven dwarves. It's like sleepy and grumpy. Yeah. So this one, they have like one that like I don't know. I, I'll, I guess I'll try to say their names. One is called Sheep cote which harasses <laughs> sheep. Okay. Okay. Gully Gock hides, <laughs> <laughs> hides into sneak. Uh, he um, just steals milk. Oh, okay. dear. The short one is named Stubby. Okay. okay and he'll eat all your leftover crust. Oh, no. <laughs> then there's a spoon licker who just comes to lick all your spoons just to be a gross <laughs> asshole, apparently. What's his name? <laughs> spoon licker. <laughs> then there's... Sp- pot scraper okay and he'll he'll scrape all your pots. so he, if you have leftovers he will uh eat it and then there's bowl liquor who does the same thing as spoon liquor but just licks your bowls just to be gross okay then there's door slammer who just sneaks into your house and slams doors to wake you up in the middle of the night who is like our downstairs neighbor aka our daughter we miss her um then there's this sc- sc- skyer gobbler Um, who just was really into dairy products, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. And Doorway Sniffer uh, uses his giant nose to find more food and just, like, steal all your food. Uh, There's Meat Hook, who Uh uses a meat hook to steal all your meat. There's Sausage Swiper, Window Peeper, and Candle Stealer. Now, Window Peeper... What do you think he's trying to get a look at? It, Doesn't say exactly, but uh, you know, let's face it, that's you don't just peep into a window to, to just check it out. You know what I'm saying? Well, he
1: might be trying to get food. It seems like they're very f- food motivated.
0: Yeah, they are the Christmas lads of Iceland. I like how in Turkey, it's just like the goblins will murder you in the alley, and in Iceland, they're like, oh, these little lads will lick your spoon and peep you through the window. <laughs>
1: I guess that's kind of a fun tradition though. Like I can think of being a kid and being like like it would be if you had little kids and that was it. It's a cheap way to be like, Okay, spoon liquor's out tonight, you know, so like make sure to eat everything. Or like leave crumbs, you know, like leave your crust cause crust eater is going to come by <laughs> yeah. or like, or like if you have little kids, like getting up in the middle of the night, if they're being bad and like talking and like slamming a door. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, like,
2: <laughs> the lads are coming for yeah, you. I
1: mean, seriously, I mean, it's just
2: like <laughs> door slammer is going to
0: call window peeper. If you're not
1: better now, uh, it's just like a bunch of like a series of things to help parents kind of control their children. <laughs> <laughs> so, so,
0: okay. Um, Good old-fashioned Germany came up with Krampus. Oh, right? I've
1: heard of Krampus. Isn't he like a murderer?
0: Well, there's different versions of it. Yeah. It's, he's also big in Austria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovenia, and Northern Italy. So he definitely just sort of scares kids and gives them lumps of coal, okay? He's just sort of like...
1: is In that world, Is there's a Krampus and a and Santa? And there's a Santa Claus, okay, so yes. Bat, so he's like the devil for... And like, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus is Jesus or whatever
0: well yes except for neither are like Santa is not Jesus and that he doesn't heal anyone he'll just give you a gift and Krampus is in the devil and he won't you know kill you he'll just like give you coal but then in some ways uh in some places he does get extremely hardcore starting with um whipping them with a birch okay, <laughs> okay. which I'm assuming is just a really mean stick
1: Really mean sick. It's from a birch tree,
2: fool. I know that.
0: I'm just saying, I just mean, like, it's extra cruel to whip him with a birch branch or whatever. <laughs>
1: <Really mean
2: sick. laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I do.
0: <laughs> um, uh He also will kidnap kids, okay, in a sack or a basket. And um, uh, depending on who's the story, they started pushing it real hard. I think people were like, Whipped with a birch, like, come on, dad, you do that to me every day, anyways. (laughs) And, like, whatever. It's like not that big of a deal. So then it started getting more extreme. He'll drown them or just send them straight to hell.
1: So he is kind of like the devil.
0: So then the more extreme versions is he goes straight devilish for sure. (laughs) It started as like a cute little, you know. You get a lump of coal. Yeah. Nice little counterpoint to Saint Nick to like, this is Lucifer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then, okay, one last one. Okay. We have Frau Goud. Frau Goud. I don't know how to say it, but apparently she used to like, was the leader of this thing called the Wild Hunt, which I guess was like. Sinners from hell would come back as a pack of wild dogs, and like it was like some Viking old school thing, and All they right. were just like rampage through the night and were scary. But apparently, she was the leader, and what they would do, what she would do, is she would go up. I guess this was in Germany. Um, she would go up to any. Um, house who had left their door open and it's unclear as to why that was such a sin. But I think it was just meant like uh, you're letting out the heat. That's
1: like the classic dad mad thing.
0: That's okay. So that let's go with that. I think there's that. I also just think it's just a symbol for like anyone who allows themselves to be vulnerable. She would like victimize. Right. So what she would do is she would send in one of her dogs Uh to, and all the dog would do was whine. Right. And it would just be like this whiny, annoying dog that was impossible to send away. And it would just like not stop begging for food. And apparently back then it was like somewhat common for those kind of dogs to be like starving and begging for food and also pretty common for people then to just like kill those dogs. Yeah. Right. So the idea is that if the homeowners did decide to kill the dog, the body would turn into a stone and then. Be haunted by a ghost that would never leave the house and bring them additional bad luck for an entire year whoa
1: <laughs> so, somebody was like you guys gotta stop killing these dogs yeah, right. <laughs> okay?
0: just give them some food
1: just we give- know you're
0: also starving hillside german people
1: yeah you know you got sausages i don't know what's going on <laughs> they're just like how do we get these guys to stop killing these dogs okay bad luck for a year yeah but make sure that it's like oh but they'll turn into a stone <laughs> yeah, right. too, many, too many things in that one you <laughs> know it's just like something just got lost in translation yeah. i'm sure that there's some sort of like a stone in the house means like death for your grandma <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> right but it's like i think just having a being haunted by a whining dog is bad luck enough i
1: know that's way worse i i would just be like i'm moving yeah right <laughs> Don't want this. But letters.
0: I guess that's why the bad luck follows you around. I don't know.
1: Well, that was <laughs> very educational. Yes. And I am uh like my family I don't think well, one time I did give my dad a lump of gold. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did. I did give my dad a lump of gold well, for Christmas. You also act like an asshole all Christmas. <laughs> that was
0: like three years ago.
1: I know. I know. I know. Christmas in my family is always dramatic. I was just saying. It. It's <laughs> yeah. always, my parents work super hard to make beautiful Christmases my whole life, and they've always been lovely. And I've had the best childhood Christmases, magical. My mother would decorate the house like seascapes and streamers and balloons while yeah. we were sleeping, like the best. But definitely, and I think this is true for a lot of people, as we move from childhood to adulthood, uh, Christmas can sometimes become a time of... Uh, extreme argument, extreme emotion. Yeah. You know, like just like everybody is just having like, like the, like instead of the kids having a fit because they didn't get what they wanted for Christmas. It's like, <laughs> it switches from the kids doing that to the parents. Yeah, right. <laughs> But they don't know what they want. So they're just throwing a fit. <laughs> uh, but my dad did have like a really great banger of a terrible, terrible behavior at Christmas Eve. Uh, my brother and I got him a lot. Okay. I, I don't think I've told this story. My brother and I got my dad. My dad ran away on Christmas Eve because he felt not respected. Yeah. I, I honestly still don't know why. Yeah, I think yeah. it literally had something to do with like my mom and I had planned to make my dad's favorite thing is if you go to the store and you buy all the ingredients and you do all the research and you make a cooking plan to yeah. make a spread of dinner he will then leave the house without saying anything and then come back. Like, let's say we're making like, uh, like French, like my mom and I like to do themed dinners sometimes. Okay. Like French, like 18th century food. Right. So it's like a duck, like a goose, you know? And then these like, and chestnuts and like potatoes. And it's just like a fun hobby. Like, it's like, Oh, that'll be a fun thing to do. And then my dad will like leave and then come back with like, uh, like, six pounds of short ribs that need to be <laughs> braised for like eight hours and then all the makings for like tabbouleh. And then he'll just be like, so just put that
0: together with the dinner too. He's
1: not offering to help. <laughs> yeah, right. And we already have too much food and it's, doesn't, it's not a part of anything we're trying to make and it takes too long and <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to help. Right? Yeah. So like we. I think it was something like that where it's just like, why did you do that? Like he'll disappear and then come back He's he's come back with like a twenty four piece bucket of fried chicken.
0: Yeah, right. And I'm
1: like, why? Why are you doing <laughs> yeah. that?
0: You were gone for six hours. We the whole point was to do this and hang
1: out together. <laughs> I was like, where did you? What is happening? Yeah. So anyway, I think it, I think it had something to do with that. Where like he felt, I think he felt disrespected. It was that that was <laughs> yeah. the that was the word he he said. No one respects me. So he left, and we couldn't find him for a super long time. Yeah. So then. He came back the next day with his friend. (laughs) Was it Gilbert? I think it was Gilbert. He came back with his friend Gilbert. If anybody remembers, Gilbert is also my dad's friend who somehow infamously made his way into every one of my wedding pictures.
0: (laughs) It's just like all, just like immediate family and then Gilbert's wearing like a bowler hat or something.
1: He's like wearing a fedora, like standing in the back of every, my dad just like was like, Gilbert needs to be here. I was like, I don't even know his last name. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, I love him, but also, yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, he's literally in all of my... There's
0: like, <laughs> pictures with, like, the aunts and uncles sort of, like, stepping out for a right, moment. Right, like a just- medium
1: family. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert's, like, in the corner. So Gilbert came, and, they, and, and he comes in with my dad, and my dad's, like, at this point, things have calmed down. Yeah. Nobody knows why he was mad. He doesn't yeah. know why he was mad. Yeah. He was just having a fucking fit. Yeah. And, uh, but after he did that... My brother and I went and uh, bought a a laser pointer. That when you point it, it shocks you yeah. <laughs> from a hobby shop,
0: like a pranks, like one of those prank staplers yeah, or something. Yeah, so my brother like and it I electrocute you on purpose. Yeah, so
1: yeah, my brother and I have a long history of we we like to do things. We're terrible kids. <laughs> uh, we had a piece of dog shit that looks like, like plastic that looked yeah. exactly like dog shit, and we would hide it around the house. And my dad like. It always tricked him. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, on this level, it's like, come on, man. We just come home and then they have a newspaper on the floor covering the plastic dog shit. And then tell us who, that we have a big problem. It's like, Muriel, we've got a big problem.
0: We have a big problem. You're going to have to clean up the
1: dog shit. <laughs> it's under that newspaper. I've been sitting in a house with it for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like He's very fun to prank <laughs> So yeah, What we did is we uh, We went to the store We got a laser pointer That if you pushed it It electrocuted you Yeah And then we got a big Bunch of coal
2: Yeah And
1: then I filled a shoebox Full of coal Yeah And then at the bottom Was the laser pointer Yeah And so he opened it And he saw the coal And Gilbert was <laughs> Mortified He's like You shouldn't t- Don't you treat your father That like. <laughs> And my dad was like, I deserve this, right? <laughs> yeah. I had a meltdown. No, he,
0: he, he got it. He thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, and you know, like, there's one thing about Montgomery's, like, there might, you know, like, we might, we might throw a fit, we might do the thing, but we also can understand the humor and <laughs> bad behavior. Right. You know, like, there is something there. And it's if like, someone
0: gets you back, you have to, like, give a nice yeah, little nod yeah. of acknowledgement. Yeah, okay, right. So, so that then he one. picks
1: up the laser pointer, and then my brother and I had come up with a whole explanation. We said... This laser pointer is really, really expensive. We got it for you earlier. It's like, and my dad loves like little things like that. And it's like, it's that, like exactly the kind, you can't point this at any airplane. Like that would be a federal offense. Yeah. Do not put it in people's eyes. That's a huge deal. So be really, really, really careful when you use this. And he was listening like so, so serious. (laughs) Nodding and everything. And he goes, okay. And then he told us to stand back and he points it at the floor. (laughs) which <laughs> then it, it electrocutes himself <laughs> and it was as satisfying as it sounds <laughs> it's the most satisfying Christmas I ever had <laughs> he dropped it on the floor because he thought it was malfunctioning Uh,
2: call the government
1: Uh, the
0: the weaponized thing is backfiring
1: oh that felt so good Gilbert was so mad he's like this is disrespectful to your father (laughs) it's like Gilbert why are you even here why are
2: you here very
0: good very good okay what's gonna happen is these are uh, classical Christmas poems I want you to choose one I am going to attempt to perform a poem that i've never written read actually before as a british gentleman
1: i really love this so much read the title first
2: ho 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 everybody (laughs) my name is robert southwell
1: and i am
2: reading the burning babe from 1595
0: (laughs) it is a poem i wrote are you ready for it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or I could be more of a gentleman and kind of talk like this. <laughs> or I could be like kind of a greasy, like, skazer from a back alley, isn't it? Oh, she's coming out of the pub. <laughs> ah, that's my wife. Give me my children back, lady. <laughs> what, our dad can enjoy a few pints every
1: once in a while? Okay. Okay, I think the okay. second one's maybe more accurate. Okay, or I could...
0: Or oh, I could do it like this. Wait, I can't.
1: <laughs> I kind Hold of on. feel like you should try to do it like a proper Queen, gentleman.
0: Ma- Queen Mary is coming across <laughs> the thing. I'm from Downton Abbey.
1: <laughs> How
0: do you do an accent? <laughs> what's, a good, <laughs> what's a good one?
1: You do Downton Abbey. I think you should just try to do that. My
0: name is Robert Southwell, and this is Masterpiece Theatre. This is my poem written (laughs) in in 1595. Tis the title, The Burning Babe. As I, in a ores winter night, is stood shivering in the snow, surprised I was with sudden heat which made my heart glow, and lifting up a fearful eye to view what fire was near. A pretty babe all burning bright Did in the air appear, who, scorched with excessive heat, such floods of tears did shed, as though his floods should quench his flames, which with his tears were fed. (laughs) Alas, quoth he, but nearly born in fiery heats I fry, yet none approach to warm their hearts or feel my fire, but I... (laughs) My faultless breast the furnace is, the fuely the fuel wounding thorns Love is a fire sigh the smoke, the ashes, shame and scorns. <laughs> <laughs> the fuel justice layeth, and mercy blows the coals, the metal in this furnace rot as men's defiled souls, for which is now on fire am I to work with them what, to for, for <laughs> which as now on fire I am to work them to their good? So I melt
2: into a bath and wash them in my blood. <laughs> With this he vanished out of sight and swiftly shrunk away. And straight I called unto mind that it was Christmas Day.
1: What do you think that's about? I
0: have no idea. I was, <laughs> Muriel, when I get trapped in I'm just acting, okay? When I lock in, I don't what is it about? I'm just feeling the words, okay? I'm just a I'm just a vessel for the God's language. All right, can I read another one?
1: Yeah, let me okay.
0: it. Okay. Can oh I want to I just this one's by Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, okay. Read this, one.
2: this is just the first stanza of Bell's. My name is Edgar Allan Poe. <clears throat> You're so stupid. And I wrote this long-ass poem in 1848, but I'm just going to read you the first stanza. Gather round. Hear the sledges with bells, silver bells, what a world of merriment their melody foretells, how they tinkle, tinkle in the icy air of night, while the heavens that oversprinkle all the heavens seem to twinkle with the crystalline delight, keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme to the tin-tin-tibulation that so musically wells from the bells, 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 from the jingling and tinkling of the bells. (laughs) Just
0: Edgar Allan Poe, just (laughs) housing absinthe. (laughs) Just like throwing unpublished manuscripts in his fire.
1: Garbage, I'd say. Oh, you'd be such a good egg girl on
2: Yes, okay.
0: Uh, okay, well, what can I say? I love poetry. I am a poet and I know it and I ain't afraid to show it. Uh, oh. and you know i'd be flowing and okay so all right <laughs> we're gonna finish this off with what i hope is a sweet christmas story because the brother's Grim one was weird and the checkoff one was a nightmare so all right this one is i did skim this it is by mark twain so i skimmed it for any n words and they're not in there so okay, great thank
2: you very much <laughs> i just did a quick little just like yeah. okay do we got any n bombs <laughs> I know Mark Twain is a shifty fellow. You have to be careful with him. He might slip one in or two. Oh, St. Uh, so,
1: Nicholas. Okay, <laughs> That's so what the, you
0: are. I think this one, I think, is clean. I am guessing it's going to be like, I don't know, isn't it like a Mark Twain award for humor. Like, he's supposed to be funny, right? All right,
1: well, let's find let's out.
0: Let's see. Hopefully, it'll be heartwarming and funny to end our Christmas tales.
1: Okay, ready? Yes. This is from um, Santa Claus uh-huh. to a girl named Susie.
0: Okay, it's a letter. It's a letter. Okay.
1: My dear Susie Clemens, I have received and read all the letters which you and your little sister have written me. I can read your and your baby sister's jagged and fantastic marks without any trouble at all. But I had trouble with those letters which you dictated through your mother and the nurses, for I'm a foreigner and cannot read English writing well. You will find that I had made no mistake about the things which you and the baby ordered in your own letters. I went down the chimney at midnight when you were asleep and delivered them all myself and kissed both of you too. But there were one or sm- two small orders which I could not fill because we ran out of stock. There was a word or two in your mama's letter I took to be a, a trunk full of doll's clothes. Is that it? I will call at your kitchen door about 9 o'clock this morning to inquire, but I must not see anybody, and I must not speak to any but you. When the kitchen door bell rings, George must be blindfolded and sent to the door. You must tell George he must walk on tiptoe and not speak. Otherwise, he will die someday. <laughs> 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 then you must go up to the nursery and stand on a chair or the nurse's bed and put your ear to the speaking tube that leads down to the kitchen. When I whistle through it, you must speak in the tube and say, Welcome, Santa Claus. Then I will ask whether it was a trunk you ordered or not. If you say it was, I shall ask you what color you want the trunk to be. And then you must tell me every single thing in detail which you want the trunk to contain. <laughs> when I say goodbye and a Merry Christmas to my little sluzy Clemens, you must say goodbye, old Santa Claus. I thank you very much. Then you must go down into the library and make George close all the doors that open into the main hall, and everybody must sleep still keep for and everybody must still keep for a little while. I will go to the moon and get those things, and in a few minutes, I will come down the chimney that belongs to the fireplace that is in the hall, if it is a trunk you want because I couldn't get such a thing as a trunk down the nursery chimney, you know. If I should leave any snow in the hall, you must tell George to sweep it into the fireplace, for I haven't time to do such things. George must not use a broom, but a rag, else he will die someday. (laughs) (laughs) N-word. If my boot should leave a stain on the marble, George must not hollystone it. He must leave it there always in memory of my visit. And whenever you look at it or show it to anybody, you must remind you, You must let it remind you to be a good little girl. Whenever you are naughty and someone points to that mark which your good old Santa Claus's boot made on the marble, what will you say, little sweetheart? Goodbye for a few minutes till I come down to the world and ring the kitchen doorbell. Your loving Santa Claus whom sometimes people call the man in the moon. What people call
0: Santa Claus, the man in the moon. What is going
1: on? <laughs> what well, is actually addressed palace of St. Nicholas in the moon Christmas morning. My dear Susie. Claus. <laughs> I
0: don't know. It's like, is the shtick of that, that like, clearly that's a father trying to set up his daughter on some elaborate scheme to like boss her brother around, but then also be more specific about, about what she wants. So then the dad can get the presents for like why is that funny like i don't understand why that's what was what what's the actual joke mark twain is trying to make with that
1: i have no idea (laughs) christmas
0: is a confounding mystery (laughs) literally don't (laughs) from the ancient christian pagan lord nonsense to the modern day commercialism
1: (laughs) i don't know man well Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hope everyone has a fantastic holiday. And guess what? What? Uh, this is the thing. Yeah. It's all weird. <laughs> That's true. It's all that weird. That is true. We're just sitting here talking about like watching Godfather and I want to eat snacks all day. <laughs> right. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah. And we're stressed about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> about making it happen yeah like, right. we got a hell of stressed about like well what's christmas week looking like i don't i don't know i mean <laughs> how, how can we get this all together <laughs> there's literally two of us and nobody cares yeah, right. <laughs> like what I, I can't even like wrap my head around this i want to get a uh, like a cheap whole pecking duck from a chinese spot yeah with some sauce and some buns and i've done like Hella research about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you're because you're, I'm gonna like go and do it, and I'm gonna be like, but you just were like, okay, well, I'll just send you the Reddit thing that had all the recommendations that I was looking at.
1: I mean, what <laughs> like, what are we talking about?
0: Here? I know. Can we please God, if Santa Claus, if you're listening. Will you just deliver us a pack of wild Turkish goblins to rip us to shreds and leave us dead <laughs> in the alley? I mean,
1: honestly, if you wrote down what we've been doing for the last two weeks in a poem and then <laughs> read it out loud, you would just be like, What? What's is the moral that like what you're miserable people?
0: <laughs> ho ho ho, look at those babies cry. Oh, what's the matter? Stimulus package not big enough? (laughs) I guess you're gonna die.
1: (laughs) Oh, Muriel wants a Christmas duck. She's gonna do some research, but really, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Uh, knock knock knock
0: it's the UPS man uh-oh he can see how dirty we are in our <laughs> wasteland
1: uh, the only people who go to UPS before fucking I don't even know what I want to say hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, look it's Nick and Muriel going to the post office on the weekend before Christmas
0: will they get coronavirus waiting in this long ass line uh what will be on their wish list
1: (laughs) the presents may come on christmas eve or christmas day or maybe later they did not do very good planning Uh, uh, all right,
0: that's it. Okay, that was our poem. Okay, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. And
1: you are so special and so sweet, and you better have the best Christmas. Yes.
0: Okay, we love
1: you.
2: Merry Christmas, everyone. Alan Blake Batchelor here, the co-creator and head writer of One Million Musicals. Gasp! What's that beneath your tree? Why, it's a shiny new One Million Musicals Christmas special just for you! The South Pole Santa Claus! For the South Pole Santa Claus! Is there for you when you are down and down. Featuring a star-studded cast that includes Broadway's Ron Bomer, Kalen Fu, Cody Jamison Strand, Sandra Joseph, John Pinto Jr., Teddy Trice, and starring Corey Jones as the South Pole Santa Claus. Coming December 21st, subscribe to 1 million musicals on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Campfire.